Amen. Well, good morning. Oh, come on, we can do better than that. Good morning. Woo. Let's practice this. Merry Christmas. Yeah. None of this happy holiday stuff. Amen. Merry Christmas. I tell you, this is a great season. I love this time of year. It just it just sets so much in you know up for us to be able to share our faith and and to really be light in in the darkness. Amen. And uh, I just uh, I thrive on this uh, the opportunities and all that all that uh, that uh, is encompassed around this area this time of year this season. I, uh, I I'm excited with just overall what what God is doing with our with our churches. We're seeing a lot of people coming back, you know, still and and uh, and so thank God for that. We don't have to live in fear. And I was in Arlington last week. The church is thriving, growing there, and, and they're doing such a such a great job. And and uh, so that's that's awesome. We've got um, again the other things that are happening throughout the world that that we're connected with and supporting and helping make happen. And uh, one of those we we've got a really strong investment into the Philippines with what God's doing there in a in a, um, a an area that is. Uh, pretty heavily influenced with uh, Islam, and um, so we were able to be a part of helping launch um, Hope Radio for the Philippines, and so we've got a radio station that is going there, preaching the gospel, amen. Um, we, we helped sponsor a church a year ago, and, and uh, they just did a one-year celebration, and the place was packed. Uh, it, it is just amazing at, at what God is doing um, through our church, not only here but in other places, right? And so that's exciting. We've got some uh, good things happening here as well in San Angelo, some good partnerships. And, and uh, so I know that uh, maybe you'll hear some more of that here in the weeks ahead. I won't, I won't get into all of that. At some point we'll kind of do a kind of a state of the church and address and move into 2022. Can you believe that? Wow, <laughs> it is here. So um, I know that we were believing for 2021 to get better, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, coming out of 2020 and uh, 2021, you know, it, it, it uh, has had its up and downs as well. But uh, let's, let's be believing God for great things and, as we go into this next new year. And, and not to negate, you know, the, the celebration of, of the things that God has accomplished. So, but uh, this morning I want to talk to us about something. That, let's just go to the Lord in prayer just, just in this moment as we prepare our hearts for the Word. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity and this time as we have gathered here. And Lord, already you've, 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 you're working, you're doing uh, so much even among us, Lord, in, in the songs we sing, in the encouraging words, the communion time, and and uh, Father, as we look to your word today and, and specifically at, at the Christmas story in this season and all that it has and holds for us, uh, Father, we just want to receive um, that which you would have for us today. And Father, I pray that you would cause me to speak as an oracle of God and, and that with prophetic utterance and your heart of love and compassion, but Lord, that we would, we would truly have open, open hearts and ears to, to hear and to receive that which you have for us. And Lord, we just commit this to you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I want to, I want to talk to you um, today from um, 
the life of an individual that, that um, most of the time seems to get skipped over in the Christmas story. And, um, uh, you know, this, this individual, you know, there, I could have come from a lot of different directions, you know, because you see this, this humility with this individual, and, and uh, the Bible even refers to him as a just man, um, and, and that word really means righteous. And so he, he did the right thing because it was the right thing to do. And so he lived his life that way. And, um, but yet, I want to talk to us from his life about faith. Because the Bible is clear about this aspect of, of faith, that the just must live by faith. And so we're going to look at Joseph, the husband of Mary. And... And uh, like I said, so many times we're talking about all kinds of other aspects of the Christmas story, and we really miss out what God has for us in this. And we're going to look at his life and how he lived a life of faith. Now, I've heard it said that, that uh, you know, we're, we're in the kingdom of God, right? You know, we're not of the kingdoms of this world. Come on. We, we belong to another kingdom. We have a king. Come on. His name is Jesus. And we got to remind ourselves of that, especially if you watch too much TV, too much news. <laughs> you better spend some time in the Word and, and understand that we belong to King Jesus and we're part of the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom, we know that there is a culture of love. Come on, I've heard this said. I didn't come up with this, so I'm not the originator, but I, I'm stealing it. But uh, we, we live in the culture of love. The kingdom of God is the culture of love. Come on, God is love, right? It's an atmosphere of hope because hope gives us a picture of our future. Come on, the Bible's clear about our future and what that, what it, that looks like as a Christian. As a born-again believer, we have a great hope. Amen? And so there's an atmosphere of hope that that, that hope should always be there. And listen, you, you, better, you better understand that there, there's some thieves out there that want to come along and take away your hope. And you got to hang on to hope because hope is a picture of your future. But faith, it's said, is the currency of the kingdom. Think about this just for a minute. Faith is the currency of the kingdom. For us to, to operate... Listen, just, just in the natural realm, think about this. If you want to you shop, you want to go, unless you're doing smash and grab, but anyway. <laughs> that's, that's a lawlessness. <laughs> but truly to operate in, in, the, in the systems of even natural realm, there is a currency, right? And in this, in this we know that money... You know, it, it, there's a currency that purchases things, that apprehends things, that accesses things, that opens doors to things. I, I hear that, they, that we, got, we got some ASU graduates, and, and I just, we applaud you for, for what you have accomplished and done. Come on, let's give them a good, good uh, hand clap there. And, and uh, others that may be on, online watching, and maybe, maybe some others have uh, doing some online university work. But with all that, it, it, again, it takes money to, to, to pay for that and to enter into some of those educational 
uh, levels and, and, and to, but with all of that, think about it now from the natural coming to the spiritual realm and think about faith being the currency of the kingdom and that gives you access. See, a lot of people, they, they, they're, they're, they want to talk so much about sometimes other areas. Um, the body of Christ, it, it's always been interesting. I've been in this long enough that you see different movements come through and you see almost like different groups that get on hot topics and, and all of a sudden it's almost like they make a doctrine or a church out of one specific area, like grace. And everything's grace, grace, grace. Well, let me tell you, you better have some other stuff in the ingredients of your life to make grace work for you. Oh, yeah, Romans chapter 5 says that we have access into this grace by faith. It's the currencies. Come on. How many want some grace? Now, grace is God's empowerment. It's not an excuse not to be what you need to be, not to be able to do what you've been called to do. No, grace is an empowerment. It's God's unmerited favor. It empowers us to be able to accomplish those things that God's called us to. It empowers us to be all that we can be in Him. That's the true grace of God. And with that grace, we have access into that by faith. You purchase that, if you will, with the currency of faith. And so we want to look at that today. Faith, you can't get away from this. Now, does faith need endurance? Absolutely. The Bible talks about that. Does faith need hope? Absolutely. We know that, that hope gives us a picture of, of, of whatever that is, that promise of whatever God has for us. But faith, now faith gives access. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We know, do you need love? Absolutely. We know that the Bible is clear. Paul, the Apostle Paul said that faith works by love. So you see that it, it, they're all connected. Come on, you need to eat your broccoli. Some of us that just eat survive on meat if that's all we... We need more than that. We need a healthy diet. Right? Same way spiritually. So let's look at this in Matthew's gospel, chapter one. We're gonna we're gonna just read this and then I wanna I wanna hit four four keys real quick concerning faith, the faith of Joseph. In Matthew chapter one, starting in verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows: after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, he was found, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, a righteous man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he, he, he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, hang on, 
All, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from, from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. Amen. Now, I'm going to hit some things here that's in this part of the story, but also it continues on. Because Joseph, if you'll, if you'll follow through, you'll, you'll see actually before this where he's in the lineage of David. So he's in the bloodline. Even though he's not the biological father, he's in the, in the Davidic bloodline. And there are things that he's going to transfer. Oh, yeah. There, Jesus operated and lived in the natural realm. And he, he grew in wisdom, in favor with God and with man. So there's always been this, this, this working and this, this aspect of from the beginning of time where man was, even though he was a spirit, he then had God form a body to put his spirit in, and he became a living being, and even though he's a spiritual being, he is living connected to the natural world and was placed in the Garden of Eden to keep and attend it. Right? So, in the same way, here, here we are. We're, we're, still, we're still now, I believe that one of the key things that we need to be in tune to and have good revelation in is that Jesus came to begin a restoration process. And he first did it where it's positionally. In other words, when you read Ephesians, you get a good picture of what God has done where we are already in Christ, seated with him in heavenly places. So there's already this spiritual position, if you will, that we've got. But, I mean, you know, like when Paul talks about it, he says, you have the mind of Christ. How many of you go, well, my mind ain't quite on the mind of Christ? Not all the time, is it? Come on, let's just be honest. How many of you realize that we're still in, in so many times the renewing process? You know, Romans, Romans 12, <laughs> we still got the renovation of the mind taking place. Well, sure, because, again, what we have positionally in him and what we have experientially in him sometimes may be different but it doesn't change what God has already given us. That's why the promises of God are yes and amen. That's why we can, we, again, that should be the picture of, of our future and what we're moving toward in being Christ-like. I'm good. It's, it, isn't it good to hear that Pastor Daniel is getting better? <laughs> He's being more like Jesus. <laughs> That's encouraging. If, there's, if, if he's doing it, there's hope for me. <laughs> right? And so with that, that's, that's the journey that we're on. But it's a journey of faith. Because, listen, 
faith is not somehow to exempt us from all the, the, the problems, the challenges, the, the, the failures of life. No, faith is to be used in the midst of all of that, in every circumstance. No matter what the enemy throws at us, no matter what happens in this fallen world that we exist in. Because stuff can happen, right? Well, some of you experiencing inflation right now. <laughs> we're, still, we're still, you know, uh, affected by this natural realm, right? But see, God wants us to live over here in kingdom and to just experience blessing. Well, there's a tension that's happening. In other words, you show up at the gas pump and it's still, it is what it is, right? But we can't have faith and believe and trust that God is going to make provision no matter what we face. Do you see that? So, so let, me, let me dive off into this because you're going to see through, through Joseph from the very beginning of him being in the lineage of David and then through this, through this journey, and he has four different dreams, and I don't have time to go into all of them. But with that, he has got genuine divine guidance that is happening. And God has chosen this man for this assignment, just like he chose Mary. Amen? And again, so many times we're celebrating Mary and we forget the role that Joseph played was so vital because through this, there was such protection that was given, such blessing that was extended, such grace, such mercy that was given to young Mary. And through that, as, as the head of his home, he is receiving divine guidance from the Spirit of God, and he is giving him the ability to act on faith, in faith, to avoid destruction, to avoid the working of the enemy that wants to bring about his schemes against our lives. So we need to understand that. There's a real devil out there. He wants, to, he wants us to jack our lives up. He, he wants, he, he, let me, and let me say this, even in that realm where, where we know that there is, there is temptation, where the enemy is at work and, and all those different kinds of things, ultimately what, what you'll find, especially if you just read the, 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 through the gospel and look at Jesus and look at what he was teaching his disciples it was about their faith. When Peter is about to completely blow it big time, even before Peter, Peter didn't even know he was going to blow it. But Jesus let him know, I prayed for your faith to not fail. <laughs> See, Satan is after our faith. If he can get you to start questioning God, that's what he did in the beginning. When he showed up with Adam and Eve, what did he do? Hath God really said? Oh, he's just wanting to hold out on you. You could be like him. Hello, they already were. <laughs> Made in the image and the likeness of God. 
So Satan's always trying to create something that comes against our faith and take that currency from us so that we don't have the ability to enter in and access all that God has for us. So you need to guard your faith. I said you need to guard your faith. You've got to hold on to that. Now, here's the first one. Faith is in God. If you look at Joseph's life, it was obvious that he had a relationship with God. See, too many in in years past have tried to make faith out to be some kind of believism. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. If you say it long enough that somehow you believe it. No, 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 no. Faith is about this relationship that we're walking with God, that there is intimacy with Him, that if He speaks to us, we're willing to hear that and obey that. See, faith is, is it, it's got to be rooted and grounded in this relationship. If you have it in a in in somehow faith in other things, you know, it takes me back to an old, old story, you know, of uh, the old preacher story. Come on, how many of you know sometimes we need old preacher stories? So bear with me if you heard it before. But, you know, the, the two young ladies were, were headed off to the carnival. And one of them, their dad was taking them. And so they, they arrive at the carnival, and the one young girl looks at the other and says, pulls out some money and says, My dad gave me $20. I got $20 to spend. How much do you have? And she didn't have anything. But all of a sudden, she felt the squeeze on her hand from her daddy. And he's smiling at her as she looks up. Oh, she may not have 20 bucks, but she's got a daddy that who knows how much she's got. Come on, some of you this morning need to feel the squeeze of your father's hand. That there's a there is a, a a connection in the relationship. It's not faith in what in our job, faith in, in an economy, faith in, in a government, faith in <laughs> it's faith because we belong to King Jesus and we're a part of the kingdom of God. It's a relationship. Secondly, faith is our responsibility. I'm going to let that just kind of simmer there a minute. Because so many times I think that we, we would like for everything to just be by osmosis. You know, or, or in computer terms, give me a download, Lord. Right? (laughs) But faith, if you can grasp this picture, it's like a muscle. Faith has to be developed. Jesus teaches this this aspect of the kingdom, and he uses some lots of different, different analogies for that. One of them, he talks about it like a seed. You know, it's got to be planted. And then you have, you know, the, the, 
the germination, you have first the blade, and then, then the ear, then the full corn. There's, there's faith that he talks about that is likened to that mustard seed that grows into a tree where it says the birds and the fowls of the air come and land there. It's, it's a developing, it's a growing faith. That's why when Jesus said that if we have faith in God, we can say to this mountain, right? If we have faith, now I'm, I'm about to jack with some of, your, some of your maybe theology here. Faith, some people say, faith just as small as a mustard seed. I'm sorry, that ain't what the Bible says. No, he says that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed that is the tiniest of all seeds. And when it is sown, it grows into that tree. But concerning direct correlation to when he's talking about it concerning your faith, he says, if you have faith as a mustard seed. I remember my first tour to Israel, we had this Jewish tour guide and and had the tour bus just pull over and stepped out of the stepped out of the bus and walked over and just grabbed this this top of this plant this this head of this plant and stepped back on the bus and she said she said do y'all know what this is and everybody's like no we don't know it's like this is mustard seed and she went kapow, and just slapped it and it's just powder it was like dust it was so tiny and she said here's the thing about mustard seed said, once this stuff gets rooted, you can't kill it. Oh, you need, to, you need to think about that. Once it gets sown, once it gets rooted. Why do you think in the parable of the sower, why Satan comes immediately when the seed is sown? Because it's a whole lot easier to snatch a seed than it is to uproot a tree. Come on, faith has got to get some roots. Faith has to have some watering. Faith has to have development, and it's got to grow. That's biblical faith. So faith has to be developed, and that is our responsibility. And, folks, every, everything that, that of any significance in my life, whenever I, when I look at it or any great victory, I always had a word from God. Let me say that again. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the written word, the graphe. And at some point, that graphe becomes rhema and speaks to my heart. And now it begins to become logos, where it takes upon flesh. Some people leave a step out. <laughs> the written word becomes a spoken word that then becomes a life-giving experiential word. And with, with everything, that, when I look around this building, it began with a word from God. And it wasn't always easy. Do you think just because... The angel of the Lord showed up and said, hey, Joseph. Hey, dude, man, I got some great news. You know your wife? What's really conceived? 
presence of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and take her as your wife. Life is going to be good. <laughs> You're going to have to run for your life. You're going to have to flee because there are those that would like to kill that promise. Again, sometimes we, we think, well, if I have faith, I'll have no problems. Good luck with that. <laughs> no, faith is for the battle. Faith is the currency to access, to enter into what God has said. The third thing is faith will be tested. Faith is tested and attacked. Again, that's what the enemy's after. And since I've already spent some time on that, I won't go into great detail on that. But I'm telling you, you want to do something for God, and he gives you a word, he gives you guidance, he gives you some instruction, and you start moving towards that, I'm telling you, you, you have bought yourself a challenge. Because the enemy will say, uh, did you hear what, what, what they said God told them to do? we got to stop that. And, and all the way through, you're going you're gonna to find this place where faith has to get tested. Now, again, God doesn't tempt us with evil, but faith is tested. You know, the only way that muscle develops and grows is through resistance. Come on, some of you, I'm already setting you up for the new year for you to make a fresh commitment to go back to the gym. Right? Let's wait till after all the eating is done, though. <laughs> but there's some testing that goes on. I remember when I felt like I had a word from God to transition our private school to a charter school. I had no idea the kind of firestorm politically in our church where people left, where in the community... Oh, he's forsaken Jesus. He's no longer going to be a private Christian school. All the naysayers, all the different things. And yet now, here we are, what are we, 13 years? 13 years later, nearly 4,000 students. Five cities, come on. <laughs> When the, you know, these last years of tracking it, when you can average 27% first-generation graduates, come on, it's about making a difference. Kingdom business doesn't just stay within the four walls. Kingdom is not about us just gathering and having our time with Jesus. No, it's about the church being the church and it's got to extend beyond here. In community. In the world in which we live. And the last one is faith is taking action. Mm. Faith is taking action. It's our access 
into what God has said. The promises of God, Paul said, are yes and amen. If you haven't gone into God's Word and allowed His Word to come alive to you, you haven't allowed for some promises to, to, to get on a list somewhere, to get down in your heart somewhere, and to, to begin to, to access that and begin to claim that, begin to... I don't know why I feel like this, but I, I, I'm just going to say it. Some of you need a breakthrough in your marriage, and you have been saying, God, help me. Let, let, me, let me let you in on something. Move over into Ephesians where it talks about the husband and the wife. Come on. How husbands should be there, Right? Go to Peter. Begin to pray that. You begin to pray the word. You take action on my role as a husband, and this is the way I'm going to treat my wife. It says, as Christ loves his bride, he's washing over her. For wives, <laughs> Start, come on, men. You don't have to, don't look, don't look around right now, but just look up here. But you can start praying that over your wife. <laughs> You'll see more effectiveness on transformation in a relationship when you get it over on the Word. God's ways work. So much of the world, they're still out there searching and attempting in all the wrong kinds of things. All the worldly ways. All the, the euphoria of drugs and sexual encounters and all, the, all those kinds of things. And it leads to destruction. You bring it over into God's Word, that's the most fulfilling. Doing it God's way. And God has reasons. Never is there a command that God gives that somehow God is going, you know what, I just want to keep them from having fun. Oh, no. God wants you blessed. And he knows that if you get outside of those boundaries, there's, there's consequence and there's, there's destruction. But listen, the laws of God are the pathway of blessing. That's why when you read throughout the Hall of Faith, Hebrews chapter 11, and you read about all those who have gone before us, it was all connected to their obedience. Why? Because faith is an action. If you say that you have faith, it should give place to some form of action. Now, it may be that you are waiting on God but you're waiting in hope. You're waiting from a place of victory. You know what God has already said, and you're settled in it. That's okay. That's faith. But faith has to, for it to truly be a currency of heaven, it is an action. 
one of the great words that I felt like God gave me concerning this building. Many of you have heard me talk about it. Because even though I had a divine word, I came over this building. We knew that it was, it was going to be for sale before even it was, it was on the market. They had just told the Berries Corporation, they just told those top employees that they were about to move them all, move the plant and everything to California. They just notified them when I drove up and I said, I believe God told me this is our building. Freaked them out. Because they just knew that somehow word had crept out already that the media knew, that newspaper knew. No, God knew and he told me. There was other churches that wanted this building. God told the Life Church. I said, God told the Life Church. Why? Because God's got an assignment for this church. Do other churches, they'll be blessed. God's got things for them. But for the Life Church, there's things that God has for us. Because this facility is just a tool. But we wrestled over that. The elders, man, we had so many marathon meetings and we were like, we can't even afford the maintenance cost on that thing. Much less buy it. And I remember early, I have marathon elders meeting. I couldn't sleep. I'm up through the night and finally got out of bed about 4 a.m. And I'm just in there and I just, I'm crying out to God. I'm like, God, if this is you, I need to know. He had already told me. But here I am again. Come on, doubt's a dangerous thing. I, can't, I don't have time to teach on that, but you got, you got unbelief on one side, and there's two words for unbelief, and you got doubt on this side, there's two words for doubt. You need to understand what they look like so that you don't get over in those, maybe, maybe for a future. But in that place, when I said, God, if this is you, I need to know, and he spoke to me again, and he said, it's not if, it's how. I started calling the elders. It's not if, it's how. And they were like, well, how? I said, I don't know, but it's but it's how. <laughs> I said, we're going to start walking toward it. And miracles started happening. Come on, I said, miracles started happening. <laughs> but somewhere there had to be an act of faith. Something right now is stirring in your heart. There, 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 there's a situation. And there's something that you, you need to go to God's Word, possibly, and get a promise from God. Maybe you need to get in relationship. you got to start at point one. Because believism will always fail you. It's only going to go so far. Come on. Having a having being an optimist and being you know positive and all that it's okay, nothing wrong with that. But that's still not faith. Faith says this is what God said, and I got a word. I got a word from Him, and I'm hanging on to this. Come hell or high water, this is what God said, and it's settled because I believe it. It's the Word of God. And there's some things that are stirring right now in your heart, and you're just like, oh, God. What is that? What is that? See, they, 
the Jewish people, they, they get this. They understand this. Joseph understood this. He knew what this was like. Even today, you go to the Western Wall. Many people call it the Wailing Wall. It's not the Wailing Wall. The Western Wall, where all the prayers are going. And you see where the Jewish people are there. And you'll see them rocking. And you'll see them looking at something. You want want to know what they're doing? They have taken the promises of God and written them out. And they're quoting back, God, this is what you said. God, this is what you said. And they're declaring that over their life, over their loved ones. They're declaring that over their circumstance, over their situations. They're not wailing. They're declaring what God said. They're acting on their faith, connected to the true and the living God. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Mm, go ahead, give him a give him a good angle. He is worthy. And just just know you're gonna it'll get tested. <laughs> you're liable to right here this morning say, God, this is what you said. This is what I believe. And then you walk out and it's like, what happened? Well, that's what you said. Let's see if you really believe it. You better anchor yourself in the Word. That ought to cause you to just dig deeper. That's how Jesus defeated the enemy. Just go read the book. Everything that, that Satan tempted Jesus in was, again, questioning the Word, and Jesus used the Word to defeat him. <laughs> just use the Word. If you're not skilled in the Word yet, get in the Word. Get in there. Press in. And not just for the word's sake, relationally. Position yourself. Pray over yourself. Say, God, I want to hear from you. I'm telling you, the book will come alive. God will talk to you. There may be some this morning that you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I feel like there was already some of that that took place. Grace did such a great job just leading us in that time of communion because of his sacrifice. But you still access that by faith. To be born of his spirit, to be translated from darkness to light, it still is an act of faith that says, God, I believe that you did that for me. You shed that blood through Jesus Christ. And I receive that. I want you to do that right now this morning. I want us to just, man, we sang that last song. Mm. We believe. Powerful song. And with that, I felt like that was just such confirmation even for this message. And that we believe. He's a mountain-moving God. I said, He's a mountain-moving God. I just sense someone's really struggling still with that relational aspect. I'm going to invite some of our prayer partners to come and make themselves available right now.
I'm going to pray over you. Listen, Western mindset, Western religion, Western approach to this says that we are sinners. We've been separated from God. And the only way we're going to get blessed is we turn away from Him. And then we're maybe going to slide in. Here's, here's the difference. And this is, if you're a Christian, if you truly believe that Jesus is who He said He was and that He did what He did, here's, here's where we should be. Because here's, here's the Jewish approach. A Jewish approach says, I'm a child of God. God blesses, God guides, and God delivers. God bless, I'm blessed. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a covenant child of the living God. I'm blessed. Come on, you're, you're blessed. And then God's going to guide me. He's going to lead me. He's going to direct me. And God delivers, so even if I do mess up, He's going to deliver me. Why? Because I'm blessed and He's guiding. See, we are almost the other way around. We're messing up. <laughs> we know we're messing up. We're hoping for a little bit of guidance and eventually maybe get blessed. What would happen even here this morning if you shifted and you said, you know what? My Heavenly Father, I'm blessed. I'm in the lineage. See, Joseph understood he was in the lineage. Come on, you're in the lineage. You have a covenant with God through Jesus Christ. You're in the lineage. I am blessed. Come on, say, I am blessed. God guides me. God will deliver me. Come on, even if you mess up, he's going to put you back on path. Father, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, for even that one that may be struggling still with acceptance and struggling with feeling that they're inadequate, that they've, they've just blown it and blown it and they don't measure up. And God, I just pray that, that those thoughts, we know that they're not thoughts that come from God, not from you. We just dispel those things right now by the power in the name of Jesus. And I just pray that down deep into their heart, they hear this word for themselves today, that they are loved, that they are accepted, that they are forgiven. Oh, not because of what they have been able to accomplish or do, but because of the blood of Jesus, by what you did through Jesus Christ in the sacrifice that was made, that they'll enter in. Father, we just thank you for sealing this in our hearts in our lives today for any other situations, any other mountains, any other circumstances. Father, I just pray whatever you spoke by the Spirit of God to hearts and lives today, that they just step out. They'll act in faith. They'll develop. They'll grow their faith. They'll, they'll stay kept, keep it connected to you. And they will see great and mighty things accomplished and done as the just live by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.